0: Hi, Jamie.
1: Daniel, how are you? I'm
0: great. How's the challenge going for you?
1: Oh, man, it's really good, but I'm going to say it is a challenge. How's yours going?
0: As we have these music memories and we travel back in time, time travel is hard. It's Tiny Challenges. I'm Daniel Steinberg.
1: And I'm Jamie Newberry. This is Season 1, Episode 4.
0: Music Memories to Check-In. This episode is brought to you by Karma Go. So you've decided instead of blogging this month, you're capturing these in little videos.
1: Yeah, I went back to YouTube. So YouTube is something I started last year. I did about 114 videos and um, I missed it. I really missed the medium. I like making videos, but I kind of forgot how hard it was. So like if I don't do it in this perfect window of time before my kids get home from school, my day is shot. And so I'm realizing that. I mean, we're only a few days in and I'm realizing, oh, shoot, I really... Dug a hole for myself, but I'm gonna keep it up. These challenges, I really enjoy going back in time and experiencing these these little memories.
0: You're also doing more in the videos than I would have expected. I saw saw your Juice Newton one, and there's a picture of the car you're talking about, and there's a clip from the song. You're you're dropping all these little things in to show us your memories.
1: You know, and part of that was you know the very the day one, my very first one, February first, was kind of a recap of what I've done since my last video. And then staging what I would be doing. And I didn't do that. I didn't include a sound clip or anything like that. And I realized the next day I need to be pushing myself, like not just making a video, but pushing myself slightly. I don't know how to edit. I'm going to try to figure some stuff out. So instead of doing unedited vlogs, I'm trying to do just the tiniest bit of editing so that I can push my skill set a little bit.
0: I like this challenge within a challenge thing that you've got going where... You are revisiting the music, which is ostensibly our challenge, but it's on the way to doing something else, which is making yourself better at this video editing and video production.
1: Definitely. And, you know, there are some members of our community. We have a Slack channel who um, are using it as a writing exercise. And there's a couple people in our community who are using it as a Create music exercise. They're using the challenge to say, I'm going to create at least one bar of music as somebody's and somebody's creating a song a day in February.
0: I just found this blog called Ideas and Food. And it's unusual the way they organize their material because on today's post, they link back to that same day in the last so many years. And so instead of all the ones for this month and then you back another month, back another month, it's February 7th. And now last year, February 7th and the year before, and it's kind of cool for them to revisit where they've been over because you don't progress so much from day to day, but from year to year, you can sometimes see things.
1: I think it's so cool. And, you know, kind of going back again to why I press upon folks doing tiny challenges that they post them publicly or put them somewhere that, you know, that we can reference um, is that they will create this archive of work, basically this body of of creative output that they've put together and you know like i was saying i did 114 youtube videos last year like i had no idea i'd created that many videos i was doing it with the focus of doing 30 days at a time basically and and then i look back and i'm like whoa i created 114 videos last year who
0: knew and and to go back and say this is who i was then uh for several Novembers, I, I used the NaNoWriMo to write daily blog posts about writing. And this year I did it in, in September. But the first few years I did it, I also referred back to the year before. And it was really interesting because even my take on the same topic had changed.
1: I think it's kind of cool to be able to, to reflect. And yes, like you said, over time, that becomes even more valuable to be able to look back at what you did year over year over year.
0: It's that classic. Reference to the river, that you can't step into the same river twice.
1: That's so true. Always flowing.
0: <laughs> in January, of course, we lost two great musicians. We lost David Bowie and we lost Glenn Frey. And those were musicians that were very important to me in high school and beyond.
1: Yeah. David Bowie in particular, for me, I was I was never much of an Eagles fan. But I know the Eagles touched a lot of people's lives and, and left a huge impact on a, a huge generation Um, But yeah, David Bowie definitely for me is a really big impact in my life.
0: And that's something that's also hard about this challenge is some people are afraid that other people will judge them by the music they choose. Like you liked that, but you know, I have a huge pop streak in me and, and yes, I'll listen to some obscure music, but I did listen to the Eagles in high school and beyond and went to see them in concert and I don't apologize for that.
1: I have no shame in the music I like. I grew up with music. Um, my parents liked a range of My mom liked everything from Led Zeppelin to country music to um, the Bee Gees, you know. And my dad loved classical and country. So then my brother was a metal dude. You know, just like my influences growing up. And, and you know, New Kids on the Block, like, heck yeah, I went to a New Kids on the Block concert. You better believe I did. And I don't know, I have no shame, no shame in sharing what I love music-wise.
0: I remember in high school, I, I was a, a bit of a snob and listened to the Progressive Station. And we had what what was called album-oriented rock in those days. And my father said, because he knew I wanted to go on and be in radio, he said, if you want to be in radio, you have to listen to Top 40, too. You can't just listen to one genre. And he pushed me to listen to different uh, different radio stations. And I don't know that I would have otherwise.
1: That's good. I think being musically diverse is an important thing. But like, you know, as it applies to memories, you know, even talking about this stuff, it's it's amazing. Um, I don't know, just the, the journey back in time. How has that been for you to the journey?
0: There's voices that remind me, I have associations from some voices, uh, like Nora Jones is someone I'm, I'm writing about. I was a contractor at Apple uh, when Steve Jobs died, and they were very nice to allow contractors to come to the memorial service, and she played. So not only does she have her voice have an association to me for an earlier time, but I remember that, that day standing in the middle of, of Infinite Loop surrounded by real Apple employees as they said goodbye to this, this man who'd been so important to them. Music can do that.
1: Music, man, music's amazing that way. We've taken some time to talk to some of our community members that are participating in this challenge, and I'd love to share some of their music memories with you too, after this word from our sponsor, Karma Go.
0: So, some of the best products out there start with just a simple idea, and Karma Go is no different. Their idea was everyone should be able to get online everywhere they go.
1: Uh, it's super cool that way too. It's a pocket sized little device, it lets you bring Wi Fi with you everywhere you go when you're out on the go. Might be useful for time travel, right?
0: <laughs> as I travel through time, I need Wi-Fi so I can post my blogs.
1: You can pay as you go or you can pay monthly if that works better for you, which I like. I like that there's no contract. I like that there's no fine print.
0: And the thing that they're actually really known for is while you're out and you're on Wi-Fi and there are people around you, you're free to share your connection with these those people and then you get free data just for sharing.
1: That's the karma.
0: That's the karma. Visit Karma Go at yourkarma.com slash tiny challenges. So, Jamie, you've talked to some people that are on the Slack channel, and they've shared stories from music that has been important to them over time. And so here's the first person you talk to.
2: I am Sunshine Joel. You can find me on Twitter at Sunshine Joe. I thought of a song, and... Um, This is going to shoot you back in time so quickly, but we used to play a lot of erasure tunes when you and I used to play badminton in your front yard on your tennis court, and one in particular was a favorite, uh, Blue Savannah Song sticks out. It's a very bouncy, peppy tune. Um, we used to bounce around in our little tube socks with our crimped hair and our ponytails. We were so adorable, um, and it was such a great song. It still is a great song. I think at the time, you know, we had this kind of fleeting idea we'd be friends for a really long time. Um, but maybe we didn't realize it. Um, but that song talks a lot about, you know, how home is where the heart is and about you know, driving through the desert, which obviously we grew up in Nevada and we did a lot of that. You know, hearing that song again automatically made me feel 16 years old and, and made me think of you and and all the fun we had and, and made me think um, to our future and kind of time travel forward. And I wonder when we're, you know, little ladies, um, if we'll still be friends, um, undoubtedly we will be because I can't imagine anybody else putting up with us and our, our shenanigans.
1: And then I had a really great memory shared from.
3: I'm Brad, Brad Heinz, And my Twitter handle is at Brad Heinz. And yeah, my parents were divorced when I was young and, uh, when I was eight or so. And so, uh, we had one of those deals where every other weekend we go to my father's place, my brother and I, and one of the rituals we had was listening to, uh, Queen's greatest hits in the car on the way. Um, and I think, you know, Keep Yourself Alive was probably my single favorite song from when I was 12 until I went to college, probably in large part because of that exposure. But I think the, the one that most sticks out in my mind is, uh, The Wall by Pink Floyd. Um, for probably the last two or three years of high school, I listened to the first side of that tape almost every night going to bed. Um, I was even a little obsessive about it, um. Yeah. For whatever reason, I I latched onto it. I mean, you know, looking back and examining it more closely, uh, you know, hearing the story of a precocious young man with an absent father and a problematic relationship with his mother, you know, living in a schooling environment that didn't accept him. Um, you know, I guess now I can see why that resonated with me at the time. I just listened to it obsessively. Uh, and it's one of those albums that that inspired me to want to make music myself. Um, especially David Gilmore's guitar on that was, uh, something that I, I, I still listen to with awe.
0: And then here's a, here's another one from the Slack channel that contacted Jamie. Jamie, here's someone else you talked to.
4: My name is Kelly Gamont and I am Verso on Twitter. And I remember every time I hear that the opening theme to star Wars, and I hear it a lot. <laughs> Let's just get that out there. I'm a huge star Wars nerd. And this is part of why, um, that first opening fanfare i remember hearing that and just feeling it grab my attention and i'm not a person who is very good at paying attention to things i was about three and a half or four years old um i saw it the the 1978 re-release at the drive-in because there's nothing more 70s than star wars at the drive-in and Uh, my brother and I are both adopted. He was about three, four months old. He was very, very new on the scene. And so, um, he started getting really fussy partway through the film and, uh, we couldn't finish. So we ended up having to take my brother home and I pestered my dad desperately. I needed to know what happened in that movie. And my dad took just me so that my mom could stay home with my brother and we wouldn't have a repeat. So just my dad and me went, and my dad drove this, this older um, giant Ford LTD. I vividly remember seeing it the first time, and I remember seeing it the second time. The thing I took away was Princess Leia, because there's basically one girl in the whole movie, and she runs with the boys, and shoots guns with the boys, and does all of the things with the boys that the boys are doing. So whether or not he meant to. George Lucas basically set me on a path by giving me Princess Leia, who did everything the boys were doing, and why can't I? So my parents split up when I was six, and my dad moved away, and my dad calls me every Wednesday and every Sunday. But still, we, we sit and chat, even if it's not for very long, even if we don't talk about very much that's important, it's still always twice a week. Both my parents love Neil Diamond, even still. And uh, a movie had just come out not not too long before they, they split up uh, called The Jazz Singer. And there's a song in that movie called Hello. And it always reminded me of my dad and when we would go visit and how heartbroken I would be. And, you know, there's everything that goes along with being like six years old anyway. And... You know, you start going to school and you have to interact with other people who aren't your family and you're trying hard to get along and you're trying to do all the stuff that you want to do. It wasn't like now where half the you know, half the kids in class also have a stepdad or a stepmom or half brothers and sisters or anything like that. Like there wasn't any of that. So on top of being the girl who likes the Star Wars movies and the girl who reads way too many books and the girl with the really thick glasses, I was also the girl that didn't have a dad at home. So anyway, this song by Neil Diamond is called "Hello," and uh, and he's and like it says, uh, "Just called to say hello," which my dad always said to me. Even though I knew it was Wednesday and he was calling and that's why I was going to talk to him and whatever, um, he always says, "Well, just called to say hello," and I can hear it in my head. And uh, it was a song that made me feel closer to him when I couldn't be. When I had a problem or an issue or something that wasn't that wasn't going my way and of course having neil diamond because both my parents liked him which made me feel closer to both of my parents but also specifically sort of made me feel like i could talk to my dad even when he wasn't down the hall was very important to me That is the song that my dad and I danced to when I got married.
0: Thank you for joining us for Tiny Challenges. I'm Daniel Steinberg.
1: I'm Jamie Newberry, and we'd like to thank our sponsor, Karma Go.
0: Thanks also to the voices that helped us. Please join us on the Slack channel or on Twitter, and we look forward to you participating in months to come.
1: Tinychallenges.com if you're looking for us on the interwebs.
0: Thanks also to James Dempsey and The Breakpoints for providing the original music for this show.
1: Take care, Daniel. See you next time.
0: See you next month.